Bonsoir, Zomnimwem, yo. Hello, my friends. Uh, perspicuity of Scripture. So we're talking about hermeneutics. These are big words, and we're trying to break it down into simplicity. I'm going to start my timer. Find my watch, my clock, because we're going to try to do 12 minutes starting now. And um, so perspicuity has been noted that it's a complicated word for clarity of Scripture. So it's the fact that you can actually, um, and it's from the Latin mean to see through something, to be able to see something. So the perspicuity of Scripture is where we say we are, Scripture has the ability to be understood. Okay? If it did not have the ability to be understood, then there'd be no use in studying it. There'd be no use in, in having written it in the first place. So um, it is something that's necessary for us to understand. So last week we talked about, um, I found a better way to remember it too, using, um, I did AAP last time, but I thought, you know, gap works better. God is the author, author. God is the author of scripture. Therefore it has authority and power. Gap. God is the author. Therefore it has authority and power. Since God is the author of scripture, then he has the authority to tell us what to do, but Scripture also has the power to enable us to do the things that we're um, told to do. So today what we're going to look at is this idea of the perspicuity of Scripture. So if we're going to interpret it, we need to understand that it is understandable, that you, we do have the ability to interpret properly Scripture, because that's an argument that people use these days that nobody, because there are so many different ways of interpreting something, um, scripture in particular, then you can't understand it, which one would make no sense because we're going to, it is the revelation from God. So our acronym today is going to be rule. Okay. Canon actually means rule. So when we're talking about the canon of scripture. It's these are the things by which everything else is measured. Okay. So we're going to remember rule. R-U-L-E. Rule means revelation. It's the revelation of God. U is understandability. So since God is the one who reveals it, he condescends to speak in a way that we're, we're able to understand. Um, L is love. You need to love the word. So we're going to talk about that in just a second. But if you love it, you'll spend time in it. And the more time you spend in it, the more you'll love it. And that's how you begin to understand what it is. So without, and you can't do that without faith. So you have to have faith. Um, so it's... Um, Revelation, understanding, uh, love the word, and then explain it to somebody else or use it to encourage someone else or use it to um, evangelize someone else. That E can be good, but um, so we'll look at that. So first, Revelation. Let me, let me read Westminster Confession of Faith, um, chapter 1, paragraph 7, which is very good and short. It says, All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other that not only the learned but the unlearned in a due use of the ordinary means may attain unto a sufficient understanding of them. In other words, 
you, you need to know how to read. You don't have to be a great reader, but if you can read, you can pick up the Bible and you can read it. Um, if you spend time in it, you will, and you don't have to have letters, you don't have to have degrees, you don't have to have an exceptional intellect, you need to have the Holy Spirit working in your heart, a love for God, faith, reading scripture, and some of the stuff you read, a lot of it you're reading, you go, that makes no sense. But some of it will make perfect sense, and more and more and more of it will make sense as you go along. But we do believe from Hebrews that the Bible is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing the thoughts and the mind and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. So um, the word of God is alive. It is the way he speaks. It is the revelation of God. Deuteronomy 29, 29. I just printed these scripture verses out. I'm going to try to put some of this in the description thing later. So um, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Okay, Old Testament, Deuteronomy 29, 29. There are secret things that belong to the Lord, but there are things that are revealed. Okay, um, Apocalypto is the Greek word where you get the word apocalypse. Apocalypse, uh, the apocalypto, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the unveiling, the pulling back of the curtain. So when God has revealed something, then that's what we're expected to dig into and think about and meditate on and use it um, in our faith and in our practice. But the things that have not been revealed, we had to be careful about um, digging into those things. Like there's a lot of stuff. Somebody will say, what about this? What about that? And it's like, well, the Bible doesn't really say, so neither should we. And if we do speculate, we need to make sure that we're saying, hey, we speculate these things, such as what heaven's going to be like. Because it says, what we do know, it has not entered into the mind of man the things that await us there. So it's going to be glorious, and we know good things about it. And so you would say, well, what does Scripture say about heaven? So these, these are all things that we'll talk about. But the R in our acronym for today, RULE, is as we're studying and interpreting Scripture, we understand that it is the revelation of God. And since it is revealed, we stick to the revealed things, and we're careful when we start to go beyond those things and the things that we say, thus saith the Lord, God says. I do not like, I know you get to people too hard, it depends on the person, but those billboards or posts where it says, um, stop doing this. God. It's like, what? Unless you're putting scripture down there, I'd be very careful about putting something like God said. I mean, even if it's a good sentiment, you have to be very careful with a thus saith the Lord type thing. But we do have revelation. Don't go beyond revelation. If you do go beyond the scriptures and things that you're pronouncing to be things that do matters of salvation and, and life and practice and things like this, um, you be careful that you're not taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Okay? You, there are things that he doesn't say anything. We will get into these things. Air conditioning. Is it okay to have air conditioning? Should we have pews or seats? Well, these things are called adiaphora. There's a good. They're not very consequential things. But when it's coming to theology, things that are telling us about ourselves and things about God that he's revealed in the scripture. But he has revealed things. So that's important. We stick to what's been revealed. Now, you is understandability. So as a rule, um, uh, revelation understandability scripture since god has gone to the trouble of revealing his word and we have two types of revelation we talk about in theology special revelation and natural revelation okay natural revelation is the heavens declare the glory of god now how do, why would i say that i mean okay i can see where you might think it. no the bible says it special revelation tells us that we can use natural revelation because there are things embedded in the universe the creator created all this and so you can reason back to things about god from it he's intelligent 
He's very powerful. Um, lots of things that we can learn through creation. But it is a fallible way because you can learn wrong things. You can interpret these things wrongly in the same way you can interpret Scripture wrongly. But we are to interpret natural revelation in light of special revelation. Okay, now, so that special revelation has to have understandability, and it will because it's been revealed by God. And so we read this in the Bible in 2 Peter 3, 14 through 16. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our brother Paul also wrote to you, according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. So we talked about this last time, other scriptures. That's putting Paul's writings on the same level as Bible, as Old Testament. Um, but some things are hard to understand. He says it. Some things are not impossible, but some things are hard to understand. So how do we, if we have, but we do have an understandability in the Bible. So to, in order to be able to um, find those things that are understandable and in order to be able to interpret um, the things that are difficult, how do we interpret the things that are difficult? It's like, oh, it feels right to me, or because the only infallible interpreter of Scripture is the Holy Spirit, okay? So we have the Holy Spirit living within us, so what some may say is, the Holy Spirit told me that this verse means this, or that verse means that, and it's like, okay, but you're not my infallible rule of faith and practice. I'm not so sure... <laughs> that the Lord really said that to you, and if he speaks, he speaks in Scripture. So show me where the Scripture supports your interpretation. And if Scripture does not support it, then maybe you've gone too far. And if it contradicts it, then we know you're a false prophet just by the fact that you've said that. So I would avoid saying, God told me, God said this, unless you are quoting Scripture or you're making application from some very clear Scripture passages. So if you want to interpret the hard things, then what we... Just what we uh, good to have you back. Um, script, the Holy Spirit is the only infallible interpreter of Scripture, and therefore the Bible interprets the Bible. Okay, so when there's difficult, hard to understand things, you make sure you use a place where it's clear to interpret that place where it's not clear. Not all things are going to be clear to us because not all things are revealed. Deuteronomy 29, 29. So be careful about going beyond Scripture. There is plenty of revealed stuff to keep us busy forever. The simplest person can read Scripture and find things about God, true truth. And the wisest, most intelligent person will never plummet's depths. So it's perfect for all these things of faith and practice. All right, so it's a revelation of God, has understandability, and now we need to love the Word, because if you don't love it, you won't spend enough time in it. So I was reading this morning uh, Proverbs 2, and so let me read Proverbs 2 to you, because it really is talking about what we want to say um, today. Proverbs is right after Psalms. Most people can find Psalms. Right, and so Psalm Proverbs chapter 2. 
All right, so this is talking about the love of the word and the understandability of the word that go together. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding he stores up sound wisdom for the upright he is a shield to those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of the saints then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity in every good path boy those words coming up a lot here lately it gets better um, for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of righteousness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who uh, are devious in their ways. Okay, so those type of people, be in the word, study the word, dig into it, and, and you'll be protected from these things. You'll have wisdom beyond their ability to be able to, to take you in those directions. Also, you'll be delivered from the forbidden woman, okay? Um, the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain their paths of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. So it's just in the Proverbs, where does one gain wisdom? It's digging and loving and trying to find and going into the Word and doing these things. Um, so because the only way to properly understand Scripture is to spend time in it with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and teachers who are able to say, look at these connections. But you need to be like the Bereans in the New Testament who studied the Scripture and compared these things to them to see if they're true. Okay? So there's a saying we have, theology should lead to doxology. Theology is knowledge of God. Doxology is praises of word, uh, loving God. So basically your knowledge of God should lead you to um, loving God. So if you have theology without any doxology, then that's just idolatry you're you're worshiping knowledge and bible and you're just and with no love then you're just um, legalistic and hard and cold but if you're all doxology oh pray I, i'm a i'm a i believe in neology not theology <laughs> you know i just want to i just want to love god i don't want to study about him it's like then you don't really love him because we know the things that we love we study a lot about so theology serves doxology which serves theology the more you know him the more you love him the more you love him the more you want to know about him and then the more you love about him the more you so it's, it's an it's a cycle you get caught up in. So that, um, and the good thing about God is there's no information that you're going to come across that you're finally going to dig deep enough where you're going to go, oh, I didn't know that about him. I can't, yeah, cancel. You know, it's not going to happen. The more you find out and learn about God, the more um, you'll serve your doxology. All right, so last thing, a little longer today. So 
this rule, revelation, understandability, the love of the word, and then last, explain it. Okay, if you want to learn something, if you want to, to um, you have to explain it. If you want to remember, if you're reading a book, tell somebody what you're learning in the book or what's going on in the book. If you um, learn something, if somebody's, well, we did in Taekwondo, you'd learn something and go teach it to somebody. Because if you can teach it, then you know you know it. But in the teaching of it, you become, you become uh, more intimately aware of of the things about it. So if we're, you need to explain the things that you've learned. Talk to somebody about what you read in the Bible today. Encourage people with the Word of God. You know, use it in these ways. Um, evangelize, you know, let people know. In 2 Timothy, and I'm trying to read it, 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17. Um, see, I did right. Make sure I know it. That one. Saying, um, 3 is... Um, I think it's probably all scriptures God breathed and profitable for for um, preaching and teaching and rebuke and training in righteousness. So the Bible um, teaches and trains us. So it, it has this purpose. But you need to use it. You need to put it to use. And then last thing um, with the whole explain, encourage, evangelize is really something just I'm going to talk about every time. I'm going to close with this. Trust God with your obedience. That's what it means to be a disciple. You learn things. He has, remember, God is the author and therefore it has authority. So whatever it says to do, he has the authority to say it, but it comes with the power to enable us to do it. Okay? So you spend time in the Word, you're going to be convicted of sin. Okay, and that's okay, because then you know that you have the Holy Spirit and you have the sacrifice of Christ. It takes you deeper into love of him and a knowledge of him. And then now I want to do what he says, do because I, I know that I mess it up. I need to follow him in all his ways, and then he will protect your paths. No matter what darkness you go in, the Lord thy God is with me. His rod and staff, they comfort me. Okay, so um, God's the author. Therefore, it has authority and it has power. Gap and then rule. Um, Revelation, understandability, you got to love it and then explain it. Okay? All right. We'll talk about more another time. God bless.